Is the mic on? Episode 39. What's wrong with Orny Adams? I thought I was retired. I thought uh, the pandemic put me into retirement. I'm back. I'm working more than I've ever worked. Uh, I'd like to welcome everybody back. This is episode 39. I know it's been a little bit of time. I was working harder than I've ever worked. And as you can see, if you're watching this, if you subscribe, I'm wearing my I Love Hawaii shirt. And here's a picture of me in Hawaii wearing the I Love Hawaii shirt, walking out of a store. And somebody said, hey, you're wearing the same shirt as the little kid in the mannequin. So I said, let's take a picture quickly, but let's let's do it fast. I don't want to you know, upset the shop owners. I think we're, we're mocking them. And so here is the picture of me. Um, posing like the little child. The little child doesn't have pants on. I didn't realize that. So then everybody's like, why doesn't the kid have pants on? Does the kid have to go to the bathroom? Then people were upset that my knee was facing the other way. I I mean, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. My pants are soaking wet because I was on the beach. I was on the beach. This is What's Wrong with Orny Adams, episode 39. He's got great big eyes. What's his name, Cab? Orny. Orny Adams. Adams. What do you got? I get so stressed when I'm taking these pictures because I'm nervous that people are watching me. I don't want to offend the shop owners. But it is pretty funny that I'm wearing basically the same shirt that says I love Hawaii, which to me is funny. So here I am, I'm back in Big Yellow in Los Angeles, California, wearing my I Love Hawaii shirt. And I posted this on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and I said, who wore it better? And a lot of people voted for me. So thank you. Here's the other thing that's the problem with this uh, picture. As you can see, these adult and kid t-shirts are five for $19.99. Now, how does that make me feel when I'm selling mine for like $30 after my shows? These people are way undercutting me. Way undercutting me. What a trip. Uh, I think we spoke last. I hadn't even gone to Florida yet. You know, I had to go to Florida. I had to get all sorts of shots. They should just have one shot for Florida that covers everything that could happen to you in Florida. That's that's where I stand, basically, uh, with that. I was in West Palm Beach at the Improv. Shows went amazing. Thank you to everybody who came out that seen me before. It, it felt like a really really powerful show. It was, it was fun. The audience was into it. I had to make some adjustments uh, from night one to night two, but uh, it was a success. Then after that, I went up to, where did I go? Oh, I went to St. Augustine. And then, you know, some guy tried to start a fight with me in a, in a cigar bar. I went into a cigar bar and I had my Boston hat on, which you can see I'm wearing in the I Love Hawaii picture. And uh, the Patriots were playing that night. And the guy there I am. I'm dressed in very colorful uh, clothes, uh, you know, like a, uh, you know, a light. I don't know what I was wearing, like a like a light blue shirt and and sort of, you know, like shorts that were sort of, you know, very summery and vans. And I had my Boston hat on and the Patriots are playing. And this this guy got upset at me. And he said, uh, you know, uh, I said, who are you rooting for? And he goes, anybody but Brady. And then how about, he goes, how about you? And then he noticed I was wearing the Boston hat. He goes, oh, you're, you're from Boston. He goes, I should have known by the, the, the way you were dressed. He got in my face. He wanted to start a fight with me because I was from Boston. So he got in my face and said, I should have known you're from Boston by the way you were dressed. And I leaned in. I leaned right into him. I said, this is fucking Los Angeles. I'm dressed fucking Los Angeles. 
And then his girlfriend jumped in. By the way, they look like they're on meth, which seems to be a lot of Florida, seems to be methy. And um, so there I am. She's sort of coming between us. And, uh, you know, he's, oh, I'm just busting his ball. I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm messing with him. I'm messing with him. You know, he, he didn't like the fact that I stood up for him. That's what you have to do. Move closer to the bully. Plus, I'll knock his meth ass out. I'll, I'll knock him out. Fired up. Just wanted to have a cigar and a beer. I asked for some local beer. I really hit it off with the bartender and a couple people at the bar. And, you know, it was going great. And then this guy had to start with me because he didn't like the out-of-towner. I get that, the out-of-towner. I'm out of town with my fluorescent and vans. By the way, vans, you know, checkered vans. Van shoes, they're checkered, like the ones that David Lee Roth wore in that video. And, and they were like blue checkered, like like uh, sea blue. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't uh, masculine enough for this guy. And he says, oh, you're dressed like from Boston. What an idiot. What an idiot. Then I sat down at the bar and I was talking to this other guy who was like fifth generation St. Augustine. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And he gives tours. And uh, at one point I look back, I'm, I'm looking back at the TV to see, you know, what the scores of the game. And that guy sort of gave me a look again. And that guy caught it. The, 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 the new guy I was talking to was fifth generation St. Augustine. And I said, do you see that guy when he started? He goes, what did, what did he start with you about? I, I said, I think because I'm from out of town. He said, uh, he said uh, he was making fun of me because I'm from Boston. This guy stood up and he goes, where the fuck is he from? Uh, now, now, now we, it's on. Now I got the locals backing me against other locals. He got right in the guy's face. I didn't hear what he said, but he was very calm. You know, this is one of those guys you look at and you go, this guy's going to take care of it. And he just came back and he looked at me and he goes, you're all set. And the guy didn't look at me again for the rest of the night. All right. That's how we roll. So then after St. Augustine, I went to, and this is why it's important I'm playing this song. I went here. This is where Harlan, I went to, uh, where Harlan made this video. This is Harlan, his cousin, Kevin Hearn, who's in the Bare Naked Ladies. Thinking of our funny little friend. Well, it wasn't uh, bringing this way down. It was not a sunny day in Florida. It rained the entire time. But um, I went fishing. And I don't know if anybody saw the fishing video that I posted on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter and all that social media. When, when are we, can I just stop saying social media? So here is a video of me fishing. I, I, I've never really fished, but like everything that I do in life, I go in thinking I'm the greatest at it, that I can conquer this instantly. So here is, this was not set up at all. We had been fishing the entire day before without incident. And then I said to uh, Harlan, I said, let's, let me, sh let's shoot a video. Let's shoot a video. Where is the video? I said, let's shoot a video of me fishing. Cause I'm putting together, uh, I, I put together a couple of videos when I was gone just for Patreon subscribers because I wasn't able to do a podcast and I wanted them to make sure they feel like they were getting their money's worth or whatever. I, I think a lot of people on Patreon just support me to support me. And I, I appreciate that and, and expect only what I want to put out because this whole podcast, what's wrong with Orny Adams? It's no rules. It's no rules. So here is actual video of me fit. Now, let me describe what I'm wearing in the video because this seemed to be a problem for Harlan. I'm wearing a uh, tie-dye shirt and a light blue, I think it is, fisherman's cap. But here I am. I've got the the stick. What do you call that thing? The uh, the rod. 
I've got the rod and I'm about to uh, throw the, the string out, okay? Now understand, my character is to be cocky and uh, deliver or not deliver. That's why it's it's funny because nobody can take me seriously as a fisherman. Here I am. Ever questions my uh, outdoorsiness? I think at this moment, this is what we call, I got nothing. Well, just because you're outdoors doesn't make you outdoorsy. I'm about to cast it. About to cast. Dressed like that, I don't think you qualify as outdoors. It's a yellow hat. Here we go. Ow! Fuck! The hook came back and hooked me. That's that's what I'm talking about. There's a hook in my middle finger. Not necessarily outdoorsy. I caught a Jew. You know, there is a fish called a Jewfish. All right, thanks, that? Harlan. Let's not uh, repeat the, 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 the Jewfish Wikipedia page. Let's run this again from the top so you can understand what's happening without my play-by-play. I'm wearing a yellow uh, old man fisherman type hat, like a bucket hat, which ages me instantly. I didn't realize that. I, I bought it at a youthful store, and I thought it was going to make me look youthful. Unfortunately, no, it didn't. And I'm wearing a, a like a sort of a tie-dye-ish type shirt, and uh, I don't know. I just look old, I guess, all of a sudden. And so here I am. I go to cast. You can hear it go out here. And somehow, by the grace of something, the hook comes back and gets me right in the finger. And you can hear me go, oh, fuck. And it's, just, it's like one of those scenes from the movie where the guy gets shot and he looks down and he goes, oh, fuck. And then just dies. That's basically what happens. But then the, the video continues with cockiness. I'm going to play it again. It's one minute. Anybody ever questions my uh, outdoorsiness? I think at this moment, this is what we call, I got nothing. Well, just because you're outdoors doesn't make you outdoorsy. I mean, you are technically outdoors, but dressed like that, I don't think you qualify as outdoorsy. (laughs) Just by the way, hold hold on. Ow! Fuck! (laughs) Ow! That's that's what I'm talking about. You're not necessarily... Outdoorsy. I caught a Jew. <laughs> you know, there is a fish called a Jew fish. Did you know that? <laughs> I, my, I rest okay. my case we... outdoorsy. <laughs> How many times did we do this yesterday? And it was, that never happened, did it? Uh-huh, said, Here's sure. what just happens, just in case anybody's wondering. And I am fine. I'm okay. I won't be posting pictures of myself in a hospital bed later to get attention. What you just saw was an absolute breakdown and failure of a rod. Oh, okay. It's the rod's fault. That's what I'm saying. It's a light yellow bucket hat. The shirt, I mean, you got to see the outfit. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. And it will be on this video. Uh, Anyway, it's just, it's so much fun. So relaxing. Harlan and I just sat outside and uh, looked at the stars and, uh, drink uh, beer. Very romantic for two dudes to be on a trip like this. And uh, I loved it. It was very relaxing. And we went to, we just, you know, rented a place out in the middle of nowhere. And it was very, very cool. Very, very cool. So then after that, I have to go to Daytona Beach. Now, Daytona Beach, as far as I'm concerned, reminds me of Atlantic City. It's the Atlantic City of Florida. And I was a little worried when I was driving around during the day and then the show, I saw the people in line, or as the British say, say queued up uh, for the show. Excuse my shitty British accent there. To my British fans, I apologize. Um, but I go, these are normal looking people. This is, this is going to be a great show. And it was a great, great show. And I was doing my joke about 
uh, pillowcase protectors, and then somebody yelled out, my pillows, and another guy yelled out, my pillow guy, and then it turned out everybody in the audience bought that stupid pillow from the my pillow guy. They bought into that. I go, when did when the fuck did politics? When when the fuck did a pillow become political? Jeez. So as you can see, this podcast is a lot different. I'm swearing a lot more. And uh I'm just I'm gonna keep it loose. This might feel a little differently than uh, the first 38, which were very structured. And I'm gonna try and uh, tighten it up just a little bit. Maybe that will get people more engaged when they, they don't look down and see, wow, I have to, an hour and 20 minutes of just Ernie Adams alone in Big Yellow, in his studio, Big Yellow in Los Angeles. So that's the fishing video. Don't ever take me fishing. But I think if you do fish and you're outdoorsy, which is a word I might have created, then you, you appreciate my cockiness and arrogance. I was literally the fisherman out of water in that video. That's what, uh, that's what we could call it. So I go to Daytona Beach. Show's amazing. Sold a ton of T-shirts. Thank you to all the people that supported me. It reminded me of my early days of doing comedy because I was in a function room of a uh, 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 shitty hotel. Shitty hotel. And uh, But that's how I started out, doing shows like that in Maine, New Hampshire, all over Massachusetts, Rhode Island. Uh, we would go to these hotels and do shows in a function room, and it, and it worked. It worked, even though the lighting was horrible, the audio was, uh, I think the audio was okay, but the people were there, and the people were engaged and had a great time. And I'll tell you something. One guy came up to me, a, a kid, said, you're the most famous person I ever met. I met uh, you and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes, that, the quarterback guy for Seattle. So it's a big deal. When Audie Adams goes to Daytona Beach, Florida, it's a big deal. It's a big, 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 big deal. So I like going where I'm appreciated. Thank you to Daytona Beach, Florida, for a wonderful show. That brings me back. I get in the car again. I had a car for a full week. I love having a car. I'm thinking of renting a car all the time when I'm on the road. I get back in the car. Now I'm heading down south, down south, back to West Palm Beach, Florida, where I'm performing on a yacht, the Venetian Lady. Write that down, Venetian Lady, for a bunch of very well-dressed people in tuxedos, successful people. And what a show. What a show. We had a blast. So I want to thank those people that hired me for that. I am available for other yacht gigs. Except you're stuck on the yacht until it gets back with these people. But it was somebody's birthday. It was his wife's birthday. She celebrated her 50th birthday for the third time in a row. And uh, I did comedy and I hosted sort of like an awards portion of the night. And then hung out with them. And they, they couldn't have been more gracious. And that went great. But it was very stressful because it was raining during the day. And I thought, we're not going to get out of here. And I'm calling my agent. I go, what does the contract say if it's raining? It gets canceled because of rain. What do we do? I know we have their money, but do we have to return the money? Because the money goes to my agent, sits in something called escrow. And then it can't be legally re released from escrow until both parties sort of agree. And it's agreed in the contract. If I perform, I get the money. Well, what, what happens if God... Because there's always this bullshit clause in contracts that say uh, act of God. Uh, this contract doesn't hold up if there's an act of God. Does this guy want his money back? I was like freaking out. But not only that, not only did I uh, was on that. And believe me, when I was on that boat, I would have loved to have had a drink with them and hung out and had a good time. But uh, all I was thinking about was the next day I got to hop on a plane, not a plane, three planes to go to Hawaii. So this is now... Let's see, Thursday night, I was at, the week before I was in West Palm, then the following Thursday, I'm Daytona Beach. Then I drive down 
spend a night in, uh, and believe me, I pack everything and I, for, I forgot a belt. So I had an extra day. I went to Marshall's, I think it was Marshall's, or Filene's Basement. I don't know why belts are so difficult to find, decent ones. Um, I'm in West Palm Beach. I do, I'm, I'm, it's raining all day, like not, not like sprinkling, but like, holy shit. Did you see that lightning? I thought we can't go out in a boat. I'm a fisherman. I'm a fisherman. I know the conditions. I also thought it was very sadly ironic that fishermen, you ever see like fishermen on these TV shows that are like just doing anything to keep their boat together because they don't make a lot of money. They love being out on the water. They're like duct taping like the engine together. You know, crap's falling apart. Doesn't even look very seaworthy. How do I know that word? I'm a fisherman. But yet, but yet they, they they go out every day. And then these rich people, they just go out on a yacht. They they, they go on a there's no fishing. They can afford the nicest vessel in the word world, and there's no fishing. They're just on that boat basically. By the way, we could have done this party anywhere. It wasn't like people were like out on the deck uh, looking, going, Oh, look at there's the shoreline of Palm Beach. I, I so I, I just think it's it's sad. And then they serve fish on the boat. The fish is fl- flown in. The fish is brought in. So these guys with their crappy boats, duct taped together, that love the sea, that, that are salty, salt, salt of the sea people, that love what they do. They go out, get the fish, bring it back. It gets processed and cleaned and all that sort of stuff. And then it gets brought back onto a boat for the for the wealthy to enjoy. I, it's it's quite a life. If you think it's fair, you're out of your, your G. Gosh, goodness, mind. So then I'm very stressed about the yacht gig because I have to get back to the hotel. And I have to force myself to sleep for about four hours and then get to the airport, return the rental car. Now I get back to Avis. Avis car rental place isn't even open in the morning in Palm Beach Airport. So I, I just like left the keys. And I, I'm like, hope this works out. And uh, I've got three flights. Now I've, I've been stuck in places like West Palm where a little thunderstorm comes in. So I'm watching the, the weather report all night. I'm watching um, my phone as I'm going to the airport. I'm like, please don't have a cloud come over and delay this fight, flight. I can't be delayed. I got to get to Atlanta. But I had also, because it's important for me to make these gigs, I also booked another flight out of Miami just in case I had to drive to Miami. But So I have three flights. I go Palm Beach, Atlanta, Atlanta, Honolulu, Honolulu to uh, uh, Lahui Airport, Lahui. I still don't know what island I was on. Uh, but I can't get the island straight. And I kept saying to, to people I was talking to, well, in America, so dumb I am, keep forgetting that Hawaii is America. You know, in America... You know, we do, this happens. We can't get, in America, we can't get lifts and Ubers as easy. You guys are a lot nicer than America. So, I, imagine how exhausted I am flying three flights, 16 hours of travel time, maybe 18 with layovers, get in Sunday night, order room service, wake up, start preparing for the gig the next day. Now, I also had the, the, the virtual uh like gig during the day or call or something. I don't know what to call it. 
And then I had to do a sound check. And then I had to prepare for the gig. And this was one of the hardest corporate gigs I've ever done. It was for a company called Avnet. And it was only difficult because I had to come out and do 25 minutes. And then they ate dinner and there were awards. And I had to come out and do another 25 minutes. And, uh, and then there are more uh, awards and speeches. And then I had to close the night with 10 minutes. Well, have you ever watched the Oscars? When the host comes out, you're like all excited. Like, oh, this is, this is going to be great. And, and then when they leave and they start the show, they give out like a few Academy Awards or Emmys or Tonys. And then the host comes back. And you're like, oh, I don't want to see this guy again. Just saw this guy. He's not, there's nothing new, nothing special. So it was difficult to break up my material, 25 minutes, 25 minutes, 10 minutes. But it could not have gone better. Uh, another standing ovation, uh, standing ovation on the yacht gig, standing ovation to Daytona Beach and West Palm. Why am I even telling you that? Who cares? Doesn't matter. But everybody was loving it. We we're having a great time. I thought I was retired. I thought I was retired because of COVID. I thought because of the pandemic, I thought, I'm not getting back out there. It's too difficult, all the travel. And it was. This was one of the most stressful three-week runs I've done uh, in comedy. And I'm just glad that all the gigs went through and it worked out uh, great. And the Avnet people couldn't have been nicer. They were on the resort all week. I stayed a few extra days, gave myself a vacation, then went to Honolulu for a couple of days. But, you know, on the resort, these people could not have been nicer, the Avnet people. They really enjoyed the show, and they do comedy every year. You know, they've had, uh, you know, Howie Mandel. They've had uh, Martin Short. They've had a lot of, uh, you know, big, big, big names. So it was nice to be in that in that mix, in that mix. Uh, let's let's just keep going because I I just want this thing to cook this podcast. Uh, I was watching before I took off. And I forgot I was watching this because I had to go back and look at my notes for what would be on episode 39. I was watching a show uh, called I Was a Teenage Felon. And it's on, what is that? Uh, the, the, the Vice. Now, I don't. the premise of the show is that somebody as a teenager got arrested, but nobody got arrested really in this, th- this episode. It was a bunch of guys selling T-shirts that say Yankees suck outside of um, Fenway Park. Now, I sort of lost my mind because I'm a little upset that the Red Sox are tied 2-2 going back to uh, wherever they're going back to, the Houston, to play these games. They should have won. They should have won game uh, uh, game uh, four, game three. They were up 2-1. Anyway, they're in a horrible position. They're back at uh, Houston for two, two, and, uh, two games, and they should have won. They should have been moving on to the World Series already. When I was watching this show, I was a teenage felon. And it was about these guys uh, that printed these shirts, Boston sucks. I mean, wow. Yankees suck. Delete that. Nothing about Boston sucks. Boston's the greatest city. If you grew up in Boston like I did, it's ingrained in your brain that the Yankees suck. Every time you see one of those hats, those New York Yankees, you just think, Yankees suck. And I've told this story before. I've been at the Dodger Stadium when we're, the Red Sox are winning the World Series, beating the Dodgers, and the Red Sox fans are all chanting, Yankees suck. That's how much we hate the Yankees. And we hate the Lakers, too, by the way. Hardcore. Hardcore. My brother-in-law said, oh, do you, you've been in L.A. for like 20 years. Do you think you'd ever root for the Dodgers? No! Yankees suck! Yankees suck and Yankees will always suck. 
And so you grew up, but you don't, I, you never really understood where this expression came from or how it became so popular. And I think these guys had something to do with it. They, uh, they printed these t-shirts and they sold them outside the park and outside the park used to be a blast. It was like a carnival, people selling stuff everywhere. You'd buy scalp tickets for like 10 bucks or five bucks the day of right before the game. You didn't have to worry if they were counterfeit or not. There wasn't like this escalation of prices. Like it seemed fair. It was very sort of, you know, quaint and easy. You go in there and have a Fenway Frank. What's that? That's a hot dog that's been sitting inside cellophane. They're getting soggy for hours and you love it. I used to love going to games. I used to love going to games And uh, I remember seeing these shirts and they told the whole story about, I didn't realize it was so thuggy. Like they had to fight for territory. They got into fights with other t-shirt people. And what I pulled from this, and I don't want to go into great lengths about it, uh, was people were trying to haggle with them. I, and sometimes this happens when I'm selling my t-shirts after shows, very rare. But it definitely happened in New Brunswick. New Brunswick was a city in New Jersey. I was there a couple of weeks ago and two people like sort of questioned the price of the the T-shirt. Now, understand, I'm not gouging. These things are expensive to design. They're expensive to ship, to to print. And everything's gone up because of COVID. Everything's gone up. The cost of printing, T-shirts, shipping, everything. It's called inflation. And so, uh, and again, it's like my Patreon. I think people are doing it to just support me. So I appreciate it. I really do. So one guy comes up to them. Now, the beginning of the clip, they're talking about um, they're talking about how they would prevent other people. They, they, I mean, they weren't these people were getting into fights. Like if if another group of people were selling T-shirts close to them, they would pour grape juice on it or get into fist fights with them or throw their stuff over the bridge. I mean, it's not like the nicest group of people. But that's how business was done in Boston because Boston's the greatest city in the world and Yankees suck, Yankees suck, Yankees suck, Yankees suck. So here is one of the guys who um, I think eventually got shot in the head in a drug deal that went bad, uh, talking about first sabotaging other people's T-shirts and then about one guy in particular that tried to haggle with uh, them uh, over the T-shirt price. Anybody ever question? Oh, that's the fishing video. Nice going, Orny. Here we go. Take two. Yankees suck. This is a clip I pulled from Vice. I, I was a teenage felon. I'd send a guy to 7-Eleven, buy grape juice, pour grape juice on him, chuck him over the bridge, whatever we had to do. I'm looking over my shoulder, and I see a bunch of T-shirts raining down over the mass turnpike. I don't know if they told you about that one guy like looked like Hulk Hogan. He had like this like white tank top on you know he's all drunk and he's like i'll give you five bucks and i'm like nope ten i'll give you five bucks and he wouldn't get out of my face so i can't sell shirts and he's drunk as shit and everything i remember i punched him and you know he grabs me and five bucks and i'm fighting with him it was like a 20 minute longer just pounding on this guy he would not go down would not leave still wanted the shirt for five bucks now those guys notice and they come over ray comes over i think chris hit him with a bat this guy would not go down now he's shirtless at this point he's like techno viking no shirt standing in the street he's tuckered out i'm tuckered out i remember i was like this with my hands on my knees i'm like and he's like Five bucks. I just threw the shirt out of him. I said, get the f*** out of here, man. You earned that thing. That's what I'm going to start doing People at my shows. That's what I'm going to do. You haggle with me? Fist fights. 
fist fight. <laughs> Five bucks. Five bucks. This song's called Trash Song. Do the disco. This episode is brought to you by nobody except me, my love, my love. This is brought to you by my love. Yeah, so don't haggle over the price of T-shirts. You do that when you go into department stores? Let's talk about this other 2020 I watched. Let's bring this down. Enough of this crap. Fading down. Um, I watched a uh, documentary on 2020 when I couldn't sleep when I came back on Chippendales. I didn't realize that uh, the Chippendales, which is a review of men dancing for women, taking off their clothes, men in great shape, men that don't look like me. And they wore like just like... uh, uh, like a bow tie with a little bit of white behind it that as if their whole t-shirt was cut out and uh and they would dance and it was a lot of bachelorette parties and it was uh it was liberating for women who had to put up with these slimy men going to strip clubs for years so good for you women good for you and uh what i didn't understand was the guy who founded the chippendales ended up murdering one of his partners and then uh putting out a hit on three other chippendales that went off and did their own uh like sort of competitive project. Like they, they called it like, uh, I don't know, some Greek name for hot men taking their clothes off. I always thought it was very corny. And when you see the old footage, there's going to be, there's a documentary on, uh, on Discovery Plus about it. There's going to be a lot of talk, I think, about these, these Chippendales. A lot of them look like, uh, like, you know, slimy men with their like little mustaches. Griming up about, uh, griming, grinding up against women. But this was all over the place when I was a kid. It was on like Phil Donahue and all the talk shows, the Today Show. There were People were fascinated that men were now stripping for women. It's basically when the world came to an end. (laughs) But it's fun to watch the women just all thrilled. And there's just like this innocence that just doesn't exist anymore, uh, which, which I loved which I loved. So guys, what do you want? What do you want to, what do you want to bring this home with? You want to talk a uh, 90 day fiance? You want to talk about uh, what happened to me hiking yesterday? Uh, let, let's talk 90 day guy. I watched an episode of 90 day and I know it's been a while, but this is one guy who happens to be Mormon and he's dating a woman from Russia and he's clearly trying to convert this woman to Mormonism. And if you know anything about the religion, it's they've, they've strict codes about not, no drinking and no sex. Well, uh, this guy, this guy is making her live by these set of rules, but he's broken the covenants. He's broken these rules before. And by the way, it's very uncomfortable because they're young, early 20s, and she doesn't know what she's doing. Like you really feel like she's being taken advantage of. And they're not even... They, they couldn't even go to Russia because of COVID. So they're, they're in Turkey or something, hanging out, trying to see if they should be together. Well, this guy's a, a slime bucket. This guy, not only is he a Mormon that slept with, I think he admits to five women. You're not supposed to sleep with anybody before you're married. He wouldn't even share a bedroom with her over there, the woman that he's going to see if he's going to marry. You understand the premise of 90 Day Fiance, right? People from other countries connecting up, but they have a 90-day visa to decide if they're going to get married or not. And once they're married, then the person gets the green card. Well, 
there's a lot of mismatches because there's a lot of people from other countries trying to get to America. Okay, why? Because the Yankees suck here. And so I've explained the premise before. You understand. So this guy, it's called the other way. He's he, he's going to get her. Well, this guy, he's a missionary. And what he what uh, he does is he tries to convert people. So it's hard to tell if he's trying to convert her or really loves her. But at the same time, like at the beginning, he's when they first started going out, she thought they were in a committed relationship. Turns out he wasn't acting that way. Now, why guys do this? I don't know. You, if you, you're lucky to, to, to land one woman who's attractive and smart, stick with it. What's going on? Self-sabotage. So he started sort of, you know, he was dating other women at the time. And she's so innocent and naive. She's like, uh, you you don't, you know, kiss. You, how many, did you kiss woman on date? Kiss? This guy's getting naked and grinding up and doing some, some un-Mormon-like insertion. Did you kiss woman? You're like, oh, God, I, I just want to swoop in and save her. She doesn't even know what's going on. She's so naive. And he's like, uh, yeah. Then they cut to him like, you know, now he's talking to the producer somewhere else. He's like, there's a lot more. I don't know if I should tell her. I don't know why people are keeping all these secrets. Anyway, she set up what they call a, a thirst trap. That's where the uh, you test how thirsty the man or woman is that you're dating. In other words, you set up a trap. In this case, she had one of her friends reach out to him. Uh-oh. And does he respond? I think we know the answer. And and these young people are so smart. Like, at first thing they did was they were connected on Instagram, meaning they followed each other. So they, the Russian girls unfollowed each other. So this guy couldn't track. There's a lot of uh, forensics that has to go on, I guess. I, I don't even know how to see if somebody uh, liked a tweet of mine for crying out loud. I don't know how to do this research. I'm not down with that. So uh, anyway, he responded, sure enough. And so she said to him, hey, listen, buddy. And she doesn't bring it up. Now, how she's able to contain this, like she, he was out somewhere. She's on uh, FaceTime with her friend. And she's like, did, did Stephen respond? Did, did uh, no, that was wrong accent. Uh, and he's like, she's like, yeah. And she's like, hmm. And you can see her deliberating. I would be standing by the door ready to, you know, really lay into the person. But she keeps it in, which, by the way, I think is unhealthy. And uh, still has not confronted him that she set up this thirst trap. In fact, they're gonna—they've decided to even try and seduce him even further. Have the friend try and seduce Stephen even, even further. So she said, "Listen, I want you to delete your social media. Show me you really care. I've come to Turkey from Russia to be with you. I—I I did not." cheat on you or was not with other people while we were dating you were with several and now uh, I, I want you to delete your social media delete it and he has a lot of female friends and she said and this is sort of a young younger thing i want you to get rid of all your female friends and he says this are you ready for this you ready for why guys have a horrible reputation now, this is a little bit hard to hear. I've got to turn it all the way up. I've got to crank it because I was 
in my bed. It was late at night. I was jet lagged. I'm watching this and I go, oh, this is going to be gold. So I grab my phone. I start to film it. Like if, you, if you're watching the video, you'll see, you have to zoom in and you'll see me turn up the volume because I just knew, I knew this guy was going to say something stupid and I had to catch it on tape. Here we go. I don't know just how to say it. Baby, you're never the backup plan. You're never plan B. I love you more than them. And I came out here to be with you. So now, as I understand, we are on serious relationship. She said, now, as I understand it, we are on serious relationship. Meaning, are we now committed? Are we now finally committed? Oh, I feel so bad just even looking at her. I mean, it's just... She's young. This is why young people shouldn't get married. Talk to talk to me if you have any questions and you're young about marriage, and I'll I'll uh, enlighten you. Let's continue the clip from Ninety Day Fiance. Going to get married? She said, "Do you want to get married? Is this right? Is this right? Is this going to happen?" That's why we're here. That's what we're trying to find out. Oh, he's so slimy. That's why we're here. That's what we want to find out. I mean, if you he's he's when men make other men cringe, that's that's the case here. What can I do right now to make you feel better about what happened? Promise me that you are not gonna communicate with your female friends. Uh, Forever? Yeah. Yeah. But even Jesus had friends who were a girl. (laughs) I mean, can you believe that? What he just said? said, He said, what can I do to make it better right now? And she said... uh, I want you to stop communicating with your female friends. And and what's what's his response? The 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 the, the Mormon slut who slept with five people. Even Jesus had friends. I mean, listen to my laughter. This is not a this is not a fake set up canned laughter. I just can't believe the crap some people lay on other people in a relationship, and it goes both ways. Hold on, oh, that's the laugh again. Oh, we should just isolate that. Forever? Yeah. yeah, hold on. I'll, let me. I'm going to talk over what they're saying. Promise me that you will not, Promise me that you will not communicate, communicate with, with your female, female friends. friends. Uh, forever? And he says yeah. forever? And she says, yeah. Uh, even Jesus had friends who were girls. <laughs> even Jesus had friends that were girls? Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm going to start using that law. Even Jesus had friends that were girls. I mean, unbelievable. Guys are unbelievable. Episode 39, What's Wrong with Orny Adams? It's good to be back. It's nice to be back in big yellow. Nice to be back. Well, guess what? I was an expert again yesterday. Hiking up in Runyon. This is embarrassing. This was eating me up for like a couple of hours. Yesterday, bringing this down, bringing this way down, shutting it off. So listen to this. Yesterday, uh, I'm hiking, and I see two sort of like, uh, uh, let's call them hunky guys. How do you want to describe men that are in great shape and have beautiful hair while they're hiking wearing tank tops? What, what do we call them? We call them not Orny Adams, right? And one of them had a football. And so as he was coming towards me, I said, uh, I said, if I didn't have a drink in my hand, I'd go long. So, you meaning I'll go out for a pass. I'll show the hunky people, just like I showed you guys in the fishing video. I'll show you how to fish. And so he said, go long. So I handed my friend the drink, 
And I went long. And the guy threw the ball. And I could see it sort of wobbling. It wasn't a perfect spiral. It wasn't a perfect spiral, okay? And I'm adjusting my steps. It's coming underneath me. I got my bread basket ready to catch it. And it wobbled. And it hit the tips of my finger. And it bounced on the ground. And then it bounced again. And it's bouncing towards the edge of the canyon. I'm hiking in a canyon, which means there's a huge drop down. And I'm going, oh, no, it's going towards the edge of the canyon. And I can't run for it because if I slip, I'm going to fall off the canyon and die. And that and single people don't die falling off canyons. Only married people have their picture taken walking backwards. And so we all sort of as we they, they they're moving towards the edge. My friend's moving toward the edge and we're watching the ball and it bounces down and it's at a point where we could still get the ball and then it stops and it bounces again we'll go no and then it bounces no and each bounce no no and i lost their football i felt like such a loser and i just looked at everyone just looked like shock like what happens now do i have to buy them a football oh it was humiliating it was humiliating i can't fish and i can't play football He's got great big eyes. What am I good for? Just comedy? What's his name? Kit Orny. Orny. Adams. Adams. Remember, Yankees suck. Well, it feels good to be back. It feels good to give you a 90-day fiancé update. To update you on my dates in West Palm Beach, Daytona Beach, the yacht gig, the gig in Hawaii. Bringing this down a little bit. Here's the deal. My tour schedule, Orny Adams slash tour. Where am I next? Las Vegas. Going to Las Vegas. I'm doing another private gig out here at a country club, Hillshire Country Club in November. Then I am comedian of the year in Boston. Big announcement. I am comedian of the year. I'm going to accept my award in November. And then I go to Mohegan Sun Casino in uh, Uncastville, Connecticut. The tour continues, everybody. I'm not even going to bore you with my December dates, but go to orneyadams.com slash tour. If you want to keep in touch on this podcast, it's very simple. It is what's wrong at orneyadams.com. That's the email. What's wrong at orneyadams.com. What's wrong at orneyadams.com. You can go to orneyadams.com slash podcast for all the links. If you want to watch this video, it's on Patreon. I'm uploading some of the older videos, uh, episodes up to YouTube. I just uploaded episode 29. This is episode 39. So the Patreon users have had 10 episodes. They're 10 episodes ahead of you. How does that make you guys feel? Kind of like the Yankees suck, doesn't it? I hope uh, the Red Sox win. I hope we make it to the World Series. We're on a wonderful run. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Ernesto Hurtado and his team for for uh, making sure this video is, uh, this audio is right and up on iTunes, Google, it's on Spotify. Love you guys. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, wow, episode 40. That, that sounds like a milestone. <laughs> thank you.